Doctor Who Season 1, Episode 4, Aliens of London. Like the last few weeks, I'm going to start the podcast with a quick rundown of the episode, just to help contextualise what JT and I will be chatting about. If you don't need it, skip to about 1 minute 15 seconds. The Ninth Doctor and Rose return to Earth 12 months after they had intended to. Rose's mother Jackie and boyfriend Mickey are furious with her, believing that Rose had been abducted and murdered. Meanwhile, a spaceship piloted by what looks like a pig crashes through Big Ben and falls into the River Thames. The Prime Minister is missing and members of government and the military are summoned to Downing Street to navigate the crisis in his absence. A visiting MP, Harriet Jones, gets swept up in the flurry of activity going unnoticed for the most part. The Doctor suspects the crash ship was staged and the alien pig was a fabrication. His suspicions are proven correct when Harriet discovers the people gathered at Downing Street are in fact alien infiltrators named the Slavine. These monsters have squeezed themselves, with much flatulence, into human suits to infiltrate key positions throughout the government and the military. To maintain their cover, the Slavine try to kill everyone who has discovered their secret by electrocuting them and leaving the episode on a cliffhanger. Commence Doctor Whoing. Commence Doctor Whoing. Well, we can start every episode with Commence Doctor Whoing. You can start every episode with that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Newman. I really like Doctor Who. My best mate JT hates it, but he's never even seen it. Maybe if he just watches it, he'd like it. Let's see. Uh, okay, so we've just watched uh, season one, episode four, called. Uh, aliens in London. Very good. Aliens of London. So, so my mistake. Um, did you notice who it's written by? David Tennant. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, it's Russell T. Davis, uh, who wrote, who's the showrunner at this point. Okay. And in our previous week's uh, discussion, we've uh, identified that maybe his writing isn't the stuff that you respond uh, most favourably to. Okay. Because the episode that we've, uh, both of us, had the best time with so far was the first one written not by Rusty Davis. That was Mark Gatiss last yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, however, this week is a return to... Uh, Form. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the word that rolls off the tongue when you say that <laughs> phrase. But uh, Russell T is, uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he is great. But there are certain things that I'm just not a fan of his. Uh, so when I saw his name come up. So um, I have been dreading you watching this episode. Yes. Because when I think back to season one, this episode and uh, the following episode, I think, are some of the worst Doctor Who. Which is why I never rewatch them. So this is the first time I've seen this episode in years. Okay. Before I let you know what I think, what did you think of that episode? Didn't think it was very good. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have said to you beforehand, because um, I think I tried to set your expectations low for this. And I yeah, said it's so I think that, I think there is, I think that should be mentioned. So going into this episode, you kind of mentioned more than once that it was probably a bit shit yeah. so i think subconsciously then i braced myself for the worst yeah so it wasn't anywhere near as bad as i thought it was going to be that's exactly where i landed i think back to it as being car crash tv this is absolute rubbish no and it wasn't that bad no, it, wasn't it wasn't good like i want to i want to put that into it was not good but it wasn't the the absolute train wreck television that I was expecting that I might have been expecting had you a, a Doctor Who fan yeah. told me it was rubbish see I might go as far as to say it was okay slash good careful 
because I remember thinking this is just poo. And when I was watching it, and I was just like, hey, this isn't nearly as bad as I remember it. The fucking farting. I just, that's what I remember. Okay, I remember, okay. if you remember that, then you're going to remember it being horrific. Yeah, exactly. And I, there are, there's actually a lot in this episode. Careful. Uh, <laughs> there's, yeah, there are a few things in this episode <laughs> where I'm just like, I've avoided these episodes because of the farting and maybe some other things, which means I've missed out on some really nice little character beats or little kind of storytelling decisions that they make. So I actually had a much better time than I was anticipating. Okay, I'm pleased for you. Yeah, I thought I was going to struggle through 40 minutes uh, and uh, I didn't. I still really hate the farting. Okay. Well, it's one of the worst things of the of the episode. Yeah, and they really lean into it as well. I mean, that kind of narratively and physically, and it's just it's just uncomfortable. And why, why farting? Because why? the only thing I can think of is because it's funny, like quote unquote. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's universally quote unquote funny. I think it's universally basic. No quotations needed. I think it's real basic humour. Okay. Well, like, that, But then that kind of ties into what it's trying to do, in my opinion. Yeah, which is weird, because I've found like the humour in other things uh, more nuanced than that. It, it really <laughs> certainly wasn't nuanced. No, exactly. I think it very... <laughs> I think it rarely falls into slapstick. So this is why I cringe so much when they make Ricky... Ricky? <laughs> when they make Mickey run at a wall and fall over with his legs in the air in a kind of slapstick, or oh, he's falling over kind of way. Yeah. When it resorts to slapstick humour, which it doesn't do much, it jars with me. And I think that's why I hate the farting so much. I'm just like, you don't need to dumb it down so far to be funny because there are other elements of it being really funny. You burst out laughing at the bit where, um, so to, to set this up, the Doctor and Rose have landed back in London and the dialogue is, you've been away for 12 hours, but we've uh, historically um, uh, acknowledged that the Doctor isn't actually great at flying the TARDIS or the TARDIS is very difficult to fly. So when Rose walks in and her mother has put missing posters up, she's actually been gone for a year. 12 months instead of 12 hours so she's reunited with uh, Mickey and she's just like so have you been seeing anyone else and Mickey's like no mainly because everyone thinks I murdered you <laughs> yeah. that's funny I don't think it was played for laughs though I think that's why I found it funny oh no that's was it definitely oh okay well he did I think the dry humour I appreciated his delivery yeah. of that particular line and that, that's probably really... the best delivered line in the show so far yeah it's really funny and I just think there are, I, I like that humour rather than people are farting. Can you imagine casting this episode? They would have had to put a casting call out. Hey, do you represent someone who's on the larger side? We've got the role of a lifetime. Role of a lifetime? I'm, well. I'm clearly, I clearly don't think it's the role of a lifetime. <laughs> no, I should hope not. Um, but the, it, I think the, I would bracket that kind of, inclusion in the episode as the great muddled tonal mixture of Doctor Who which I've mentioned before yeah. when we've discussed this episode where like mm. we've seen four episodes now yeah. and only the Gattis Gatis one yeah. has been the one which had like the other three for me yeah. have been tonal 
complete train wrecks. Yeah. Whereas uh, and, the and that and the, his was the only one that wasn't that See. I can remember anyway. Uh -huh. There are there is a, a two parter coming up later in the season not written by Russell T. Davis, and I'd like to watch that again to see uh, if the check-every-box tonally thing is a Russell T. Davis thing. Because, I mean, whilst I say he didn't write um, the other two, uh, he he was heavily involved with the writing of all of the episodes that aren't written by him. Okay. Um, but yeah, well, let's go through the episode um, chronologically. Uh, so it starts with the Doctor and Rose uh, returning to Earth. There's a nice little visual thing that happens when they land, which is something I quite like, which is just them filming litter blowing away as the visual effect of the TARDIS coming in is laid over it. So it actually looks quite dynamic. I just think it's like it's a nice little way to be like, okay, it's actually landing. I didn't think of that at all, but now that you mention it, yeah, it's quite cool. I yeah, because I mean, it would be easy for them to just be like, still frame, fade it in, they're here. But actually, when directing it, they're like, hey, actually, look, it's a real thing landing. Let's move the litter. Um, the Powell Estate. Um, we sit on the roof of one of the high rises um, for Did a we? conversation scene. Was that not CGI? <laughs> is that what you're trying to get at? That's the, but then the thing is like the these are common things which I I'm I don't want to keep hashing over them. Yeah. Like I did like to me that CGI was awful. Mm. The CGI of the ship crashing into the Thames was god awful. Yeah. But then I didn't you know I don't want to like I think we've talked about this before like it doesn't have the budget yeah. kind of the end. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, it's all—it's a moot point. They film it in Cardiff. They can't shoot in central London as much. They like they probably had a day's worth of filming to have the reporter by the yeah. Thames later and such. That miraculous time traveling reporter. Go ahead. Oh, we're we're just leaving the scene now. Oh, we're at Ten Downing Street. Same reporter. Yeah. He was there. He was there before the car arrived. How did he manage that? Downing Street so far from the Thames. My London geography's not very good. I don't know. It just seemed like he was everywhere at once. Mm. It's, a, it's not really... That's not really a criticism on Doctor Who, to sure. be honest. That's just like... That, that's part of what progresses the story. Yeah. Well, you know, when my dad is watching Sky News on repeat, they will, <laughs> uh, they will show reporting from all over the day constantly. Okay. So maybe the first time we see him was a rerun. Possibly. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Cementing around the edges. It's probably good not to focus. It's not fair to focus on that particularly. Yeah. What do you think of uh, the uh, reaction to Rose having been gone for a year? From anyone in particular? Just how it's hand handled in the episode. Just what are your thoughts? Oh, uh, yes, fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, um, Rose's mother seems to be the go-to for any kind of, like, any kind of unnecessarily emotion, unnecessary emotional melodrama. So she seems to be one of the focus points. So I guess that was good for Doctor Who into like, this is an emotional bit. You've been gone for 12 years. What do you mean by unnecessary? You said um, unnecessary emotional beats or something. I, well, I mean, like, mate, actually, that's not, I think you've called me out correctly on that one. Like, it was very, very necessary. Yeah. I think I just kind of, in my mind, I bracket her in with like, Oh, this is just her being like an emotional mum. Uh -huh. She just seems to be a bit one note. But then in this respect, you are right. It's like she should have been emotional because yeah. she's gone for 12 months. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because uh, I, I like this. This is one of the elements of um, Aliens of London that I've forgotten. Uh, any moment where it shows the kind of real world implications of running off with a time traveller, I, I like. 
you know, because it just means it just makes the show, which is funny because it's got like a pig running around on its hind legs <laughs> late in the episode. Any moments that make it feel more real, yeah. it's nice because these are kind of like Important. anchor points. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they tend to ground it a little yeah, bit more, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, Camille Kaduri, I think that's how you say her name, I'm not sure. The actress who plays Jackie, uh, I always say that um, with no offense meant to her whatsoever. I feel like she learns to act over her appearances in the show. Okay. Uh, sometimes she's a bit wobbly, but the mo- the scene where she's just like, where have you been? Why won't you tell me? And just like, it was more emotional than I remember it. And I just think, oh, this is nice. This is actually quite meaty. And this is what would happen. I'm not 100% sure why Rose doesn't tell her. I'm not quite sure. I can see why... I'm not sure why Mickey didn't say either. Maybe because Mickey didn't say anything. Because Mickey knows where Rose is. But perhaps Mickey didn't say anything because he would just be deemed a crazy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, when... uh, If I had, through no fault of my own, gone missing for 12 months, and I come back to an emotionally distraught mother... I would mitigate that distress immediately. Be like, check it out. There's a time traveling box. The idiot that I went with, my bad, I went with him, doesn't know how to fly it. He said I'd be back within seconds. He was wrong. Super sorry that you've gone through a year of agony. Not my fault, not my fault, not my fault. I'm so sorry, not my fault. Because she does. She, like, Rose is like, I'm so sorry. Whatevs, love. You were given an assurance that you'd be back within, like, within like the minute <laughs> so don't be acting sorry i would be furious she does not rip the doctor one like i'd expect someone with rose's characteristics to do she's been shown as someone who doesn't like sit by when she's got something to say so you make my mum freak out for a year i'm just surprised that it, the narrative choice for rose was like i'm sorry oh i'm sorry instead mm. of i'm gonna beat the shit out of this doctor the only thing i can think of is that like the character is supposed to feel guilty for some reason and then doesn't really feel like she can dump it all on the doctor when it's not entirely his fault because maybe she she was the one who decided to go with him i don't know yeah i think there's a bit of that i disagree it is all his fault okay (laughs) you know because he it's not the first time that he's not been able to fly this tardis right uh yeah four episodes in and it's not going very well yeah exactly yeah exactly um there is a bit of writing in this episode which really dates it, but in a cringy but good way because it's supposed to be set in the early 2000s. Uh, that's when um, the Doctor and Rose are kind of joshing around and the Doctor some- does something a bit nerdy and Rose's reaction is, oh, you're so gay. And like I cringe when I hear it, but back then people did used to use gay as a derogative or like a synonym for lame and whilst it hurts my ears to hear it on the bbc no less on the beep yeah uh it makes me cringe but actually it's quite good because that is how they spoke 
in the late 90s, early 2000s. Well, BBC are lucky it wasn't a Twitter post, otherwise they would have ripped every episode from the internet and all of history. I wonder if they got any flack. They certainly would get flack for that now. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. There'd be quite a controversy now. Yeah. Or or what will happen is um, they would do it as part of an episode and another character would call out how of the time that is and how it's not acceptable anymore. Yes. Mm. Um, so when I was watching the spaceship crash land, because uh, um, physically and metaphorically, uh huh, I, I thought to myself, <laughs> why does it beep like a truck, like as it enters frame, and like to alert the Doctor Rose and the audience to it? It's like <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> well, it does. Okay, and I'm just like, why is it doing that? Why is it? Why, why I guess for like the reasons a... that you've just said, to alert the audience yeah. that it's crashing. But why? It, the sound is so close to long-haul vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Later in the episode, it is revealed that um, the spaceship crashing into Big Ben and then the Thames uh, is orchestrated by other aliens as a trap to get all the alien specialists in London or the world together in one room. So maybe when they were putting the simulation together or like the the um, the fake spaceship together they just kind of went okay doesn't matter it needs to be a sound that humans will react to i'm definitely overthinking it i think you have overthought is, that but this is what i do when i watch doctor who when i see a little bit that isn't doesn't make sense i'm like okay well why potentially what could be the reason well if i thought like that i'd never stop thinking that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, something that's been that's uh, yeah, it's feedback I've got in my life. Okay. Maybe stop, stop overthinking. But it helps with stuff like this. Um, I like the explanation the doctor gives about why not use the TARDIS and just get to the uh, meat of the action. Okay, yeah, which seems fair. Yeah, but then so the, the explanation he gives is uh, it's super crowded. Uh, they've already got one spaceship in London. They'll be on high alert for any other one. Doesn't he just do it anyway? About five minutes later. Exactly. I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck is the point of that? <laughs> You gave us a real good storytelling reason as to why you can't just nip into the middle of the action. You've given us like a real world kind of barrier. Like, oh, how's he going to navigate this? Oh, this is going to be really interesting. Nope. Just a couple of scenes later, he just jumps into the TARDIS and uh, teleports right into the middle of the action. Well, there's a there's a televisual term for that, isn't it? Where it's just like something happens just to just so you can progress the story. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, but they often don't call attention to it by giving us a very good reason why they haven't done it in the first place <laughs> only to then do it so when that happened i was like okay maybe it's not just the farting that i hate in this episode okay yeah now yeah. I, I didn't actually pick up on how bad that is but now that you clarify it, uh-huh. that's really bad absolutely yeah so weird i think because i think that uh, that got quickly drowned out for me by the doctor appearing in front of a group of soldiers yeah. and then putting their guns on him, up on him because they don't know who he is yeah. and then him just basically telling them what to do and then them going, oh, yeah. which I, is awful. Awful. Fucking what? awful. What? Just Be- like, oh, who's this person we don't know? Uh, there, there's Something's happening over there. We've got to go. Uh-huh. Tell them to put the perimeter up and the guy's just like, all right yeah. then. Absolutely. <laughs> what? Fucking, because the what doc- soldier are you? Uh-huh, exactly. What? Because the doctor knows some military terms. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> know, attack form Delta yeah. or something. I was just like... <laughs> Follow me. All right, then. Yeah. I'm like... This I way. I th- think they pepper in a few shots 
of soldiers looking at each other like, why are we doing what he says? Yeah. And then they just do it anyway. anyway yeah, yeah like, like, no, that would never happen. Whoever's yeah. in charge would be like, no, shoot this guy. Yeah, or just, exactly. Like, basically, like, lock him down and then we'll actually go and see what's happening. Yeah. I don't understand why they listen to him. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah, again. And, like... I don't know. I've I, I jump to Doctor Who's defense a lot of times with just like sometimes you need to just take uh, you know suspend a slight, disbelief. Yeah, or a slight Not shortcut to, to that get extent. That one was super stupid. Yeah, and I'm just like yeah, um, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna yeah don't like that. <laughs> uh, my next point is I hate the farting so much. <laughs> I think I've written that so many times, but I think maybe it's at that point in the episode where we first see the farting, but. And like I scribble notes, but that's the most legible note on my page. <laughs> it's just the whole page. I hate the, the <laughs> farting so much. But it's so funny. Why aren't you laughing at it? <sighs> it's so funny. I hate it. It's the backbone of the humour. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, the the aliens. Yeah. Uh, the ones who are pulling all the strings, masterminding this situation, uh, get to the kind of uh, what conference room in Downing Street or like the action centre wherever all, all the big discussions and stuff are happening and they're given um, this big red briefcase with like the all the security protocols for when the Earth's under attack yada 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 and they just leave it lying around for Harriet Jones to go in and read they just, just leave it there they've obviously been very careful to get to where they've got to to infiltrate Downing Street I just well they seem the only counter argument I can give to that is that they seem a bit I don't know they seem a bit blase about everything yeah a bit bumbly yeah and like maybe that's in their alien nature I yeah. don't know yeah, I knows? hate that I have to make that statement as to play devil's advocate who, who even knows but it's the same way that they um, upgrade from having uh, made a skin suit out of one person to get to a certain position to them getting to the military leader and making a skin suit out of him and they just discard the old one in a cupboard where anyone can find it. Yeah, and like, the Prime Minister's gone missing, we can't find him. He's, He's in, in a, a cupboard in the room, in the he, first room. Isn't it like, I mean, like, I get, and maybe you wouldn't, maybe it's kind of those things where it's so, so under your nose that you would never think of it. Yeah. But it just seems odd, like, yeah. televisually, that yeah. he's basically just in a cupboard. Yeah. And then, like, the other person finds it just, like, looks in one cupboard, the first cupboard that they've looked in, looks in the second cupboard, and he's in there. And then the other guy's just like, that's the Prime that's Minister. That's the Prime Minister. I'm worried that my mic isn't picking up me sighing enough. <laughs> because, yeah. Maybe it's just getting drowned out by my sighs. Oh, my goodness. Um, there was a tiny little um, there was a tiny little laugh that I had when the Doctor is infiltrating uh, Downing Street, uh, and he's about to use his sonic screwdriver and he presses it and it makes the buzz because it's a sonic screwdriver and he shushes it <laughs> i just thought that was a tiny little piece of dumb comedy like you're shushing your sonic device the, uh, the only time the thing i thought of that is like then you obviously know what it sounds like <laughs> yeah, exactly. seeing as you've had it for how nine thousand years or nine hundred years or like so surely he's had at least 500 years of him using it every day yeah. and just like oh yeah it makes that sound yeah all right yeah, no, yeah. um what Do you other? want to know what that wasn't as funny as? The farting? No, there's something funnier than that. When the person who's assistant to the Prime Minister yeah. explained how they've got this network of spies and like UK CIA, CIA bullshit yeah. that's trained to pick up on Ugh. any keywords, 
and the keyword was yeah. doctor. <laughs> yeah. It was like when uh, it was like that previous episode where Rose was googling things, and the first thing she googled was doctor. Yeah, and it's like oh, nothing's come up. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> fucking. But uh, yeah, see, like in that one. That one is good because it shows nothing comes up. Well, and med- then medical stuff comes yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And then she refines her search. Yeah, Doctor so, yeah. Blue Box, and then it comes up immediately. Yeah, yeah. So again, it would have been it would have taken up just as much screen time and resource to have the actor read a line <laughs> that says we have a algorithm. We run an algorithm <laughs> that looks for the word doctor in, in conjunction <laughs> with Blue Box and Alien. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah, it's very good. Well, we couldn't think on we couldn't think on that for too long because we get back to the cabinet room where now they're all assembled, and um, all the farting starts happening. In I, I like that the doctor turns to one of them, is like, "Do you mind not farting whilst I'm trying to save the world?" Is that a good summation for this episode? Yeah. Do you mind not farting whilst X happens? Do you mind not farting whilst I'm trying to sell someone on this program? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, even without it, you're gonna have to pitch it. You know, you're gonna have to try and sell it a lot harder. Uh, there are, yeah, there's there's some really strong episodes in this season. Uh, I'm worried we won't get to them. <laughs> um, it, on a sort of on a side note, mm. I was thinking how difficult it is, or it would make it. It's more of a challenge to judge this because I can't, like, I don't, I haven't seen the whole episode effectively. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that I, I, well, not a lot, but there's some things that I could comment on, which I don't really feel like I have the ability to because I need to see how they play out. No, go on. Because, I mean, you're reacting to it just as an audience would have. They had to wait a week before um, finding out how it ends. And actually, I can't remember how it ends. All the things I hate about this (laughs) two-parter were in this episode. So I'm quite interested to see what the next episode is. I mean, like, I think I would have criticised the pacing. But uh-huh. I went into the episode knowing that it was part one of two. Sure. So I that's my, I think that's another way of putting it. So mm. I can't criticise the pacing because I knew it was going to be part one of two. Yeah. So when it was getting towards what I felt was like the end, yeah. I was expecting this, like, the fact that there's like a three, like you've got the alien in the house with the mum. Yeah. You've got the alien in the room. You've got the alien, them getting electrocuted in the the parliamentary place yeah. and they just seem to linger on those three things a lot more than they would have normally but yes. it's because it was the build up to the to effectively the climax of this quote unquote yeah. episode uh, so. and because it's a two-parter I think pacing wise uh, they let certain things breathe longer than they would in other episodes well like the farts very good <laughs> we're going to move straight past that um, no like Harriet Jones and all of her little moments I really like Harriet Jones yeah she uh, was good MP for Flydale. Uh, but yeah, I really like that actress. Uh, I don't know her name. Penelope something. Um, but yeah, she's great. Uh, and I, I like that she like introduces herself with her job title uh, every time she meets someone. It's just endearing. Little endearing qualities. Yeah, she's an in- she, uh, she has an endearing character in yeah. this episode, yeah. Mm. Um, and again, this is another thing that I'd forgotten about Aliens of London. Um, Harriet Jones. Um what did you think of um, the pig in the jumpsuit when you first saw it? Um, I, to, for lack of another phrase, I think I just thought, yeah, this is Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I actually got a bit annoyed 
because it like the one of the highly trained Navy SEAL esque soldiers yeah. shot it. Yeah. And then the doctor got really angry. He was like, it's just scared. Yeah. And then he actually looked sad and upset with himself as if he'd done something wrong. As it like that's never gonna happen. Like again, like why are you not being like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, why are you talking to me like this? I know what. No, it's just doesn't sure. make sense. Uh, that, that bit didn't hear me wrong because uh, I, I feel like that soldier looking abashed is correct because he reacted violently instead of thinking, can I contain this in any other way? But from his point of view, it's an alien threat. He has no idea what this alien pig can do. It's coming towards me. Bang, bang. Okay. Yeah. So what was it again? They took an actual pig and then cut off its head and made a quote mermaid out of it and then put it in a pl- ship and then sent the ship round the earth just so it would crash. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So the actual aliens made a fake alien by taking a normal space pig, putting... A uh, normal space pig? Sorry, a normal earth pig. Oh, okay. Putting some alien tech into its brain. Right. Putting it into a ship designed to crash making it crash into Big Ben, which the Doctor literally says, look, they made, hitting Big Ben, I mean, come on, like, to make it as visible as possible so that everyone will be on red alert, get all the specialists into one room so they can get into the same room and make them all wear a security tag, which, again, would be pretty uh, expected in that circumstance. Yeah. But the security tags are electrified mm. and they're all being zapped. Uh, and that is our to-be-continued moment. Okay. Uh, I, I I like that. As I describe it as, like... It's as not I, terrible. No. But then it's almost like they had that idea, and then just went, let's make them all fart. Why <laughs> would you keep coming back to this? I hate it so much. It's so crass. But, like, you had it... Like, that seems unrelated to, like, the, the way that the episode ends. Like, the... the ep- I mean, to me, it's a gap, like, getting all the security people in the same room so you can explode it somehow is yeah. kind of an old TV gambit. Yes. Um, so I wouldn't give them credit for that original idea because it's not original. Sure. But the way that they did it was fine, sure. I guess. Yeah. Like, having having the kind of three-pronged thing where there's, like, tension in three different rooms yes. is quite good. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the design of the aliens? Dreadful. Okay. Uh, I was about to say the species name, but I can't remember if... It's actually said in this episode. Yeah, they, they mentioned they're called the Slitheen. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Uh, the design of the Slitheen, what are your thoughts? This isn't a comment that can be taken at full value when I say it. Sure. not being a Doctor Who fan, but to me they're just like shitty Doctor Who bad guys. Sure. So they kind of look like a shitty Doctor what I would perceive as a shitty Doctor Who bad guy. Yeah. And that's what I expected from them. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I think it... Uh, I think they look as gross as they're supposed to, as uncomfortable to look at as they're supposed to. Um, but it does look like a person in a suit. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, God, and again, yeah. tonally, it fits with Doctor Who Alien. Uh, I like the scale. Uh, there was that one shot where the Slovene lifts up the Downing Street aid and slams him at the top of a full-length window. And I was just like, oh, well, that's, that's good. That's, yeah. that, that actually made them feel like a real physical threat. Um, and uh, yeah, so I kind of look forward to seeing how, what they, what they do in the next episode along those lines. Because so, I remember like a big lumbering person in a green suit, but in that tiny flash of it, them shooting it from a low angle, 
lifting the person up. I think, oh, actually, no, this is quite, yeah, this feels like an actual real threat. So I want to see next week if they keep doing that or if they just bumble around. I can't quite remember. I found it was like a Flydale woman. I found it quite strange that she seems so shocked when the guy gets lifted up because I was just thinking, but you've seen all this. Uh, you've seen this before. She's seen them come out of the skill, uh, uh, out of the skin suit, and somehow make a skin suit out of someone else. Uh, maybe that was a quicker process. Maybe she didn't realise just how physically uh, threatening okay. as well. Also, I know it's because it's the end of the episode, but it kind of jars when he's getting lifted up and they're literally just standing there staring at. There, there is so much. Why are people standing and staring? Yeah, um, there's a lot of that. Because unzipping their costumes takes quite a lot of time. And why not, again, if I was directing this episode, again, very easy thing to say, I've never directed anything in my life. Uh, but if I was directing this episode, I would have the slow reveal of them unzipping, but have the doors barred so that you can have everybody clamouring to get out the door. Because that's what would happen. You uh, identify something freaky happening, you fight or flight as you get out of it. They just like lock them in. Then you can intercut it between like the zip coming off and the light coming out and people clamoring to get out the locked door. That can really heighten tension. But instead people just sit there and have a shocked look on and don't move. I guess that's easier to stage than block. Yeah. I mean yeah, I mean like a yeah, it's still a TV show. They still uh, have the director. Yeah, exactly. How come the Prime Minister doesn't have a zip exactly where you'd be able to see it? The woman doesn't have a zip either, but the policeman has a very visual zip. Yeah. And then the Military man didn't have a zip, and then he did have a zip. Yeah, uh, um. I think the zip can tuck in to the skin flap. Okay. Uh, the woman, uh, her hair covers her fringe line. Uh, again, it's in there. Uh, the police officer, yeah, the prosthesis on him was like, but that was the reveal moment for him because he takes the cap off, and you're supposed to see the zip straight away. Um, but yeah, that's a I think that's just like I, I I can't criticize it too much. It's like this is again. It's like it's being a TV show. Yeah, I don't have much more to say about this episode. Uh, like uh, I surprised myself with how much I enjoyed it. I can see why I dislike it. Perhaps I'm overreacting to the farting just because I find them so crass. I think it's, it definitely isn't anything that should be admired. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. But I think even though it is bad, maybe you particularly have quite like a bit more of an issue with it than I just, most. I just hate it. I mean, like, it's not, it's, yeah, I don't like it, yeah. but I don't, I mean, it's definitely not, it's probably one of the worst things about it. And it is very jarring, like, but you obviously hate it. I just think it's so basic. No point doing predictions for next week. Do you think it'll be past, present, future? Because... Oh, what, a timeline? Yeah. God knows. <laughs> I, I presume it'll be the same timeline. So they'll, yeah, yeah, of course. So they'll be in the same place. Yeah. Uh, Favourite part of the episode? Favourite part of the episode? Um, the... The... What's-his-face's line? I didn't go out with anyone because they thought <laughs> I killed you. That I was genuinely the best bit. I completely agree. Yeah. Yep. It's so good. And the way it's played, it kills me every time. It's so funny. Um, most, this is dog shit part of the episode? Uh, the rest of it. Not the rest <laughs> of it, no. But I, like, even though I didn't hate it as much as you, like the farting doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. it's, like, it's overplayed to the point of like cringe. I agree. Uh, it, it, it devalues the episode, if that's possible. I agree. Um, are, are you not... What am I looking for? I was about to say, are you proud of me? But that's way too leading... Do you see that I won't just go along and be like, no, no, it's great, no, no, it's great. 
Like when it's rubbish, I, I have no yeah. point. I have no hang-ups in saying this is not good. I would be concerned yeah. if you watched that episode and didn't have anything bad to say about it. Good. But I wonder if before we started this, you thought that I could watch something this poor and say, no, it's great. No, I can start to see why you've stuck with it. Sure. And I can start to see the things in it. Like you, to, in your defence, you have said that you watched the first couple of episodes and just like, what yeah. is this? Yeah. But then you stuck with it. And because you stuck with it, it kind of lent, you kind of absorbed something in it and then yeah. you kind of found yourself getting into it. I can see why you've done that and I can see why people do that. Nice. But for me, it's still just like, I could be watching something much better than Absolutely. this. Yeah. Like much, much better than this. I think from doing this podcast with you and watching the episodes, like, I think I've got to be more critical. Like, in previous episodes, I talked about like Xena and stuff. And I think having done this, I think it's just a matter of personal taste. Yeah. Like, I th- I think that I've been more sanctimonious about Xena, and I think if I went back and watched the episodes now, there are probably ones that I'd rewatch and be like, do you know what, that's actually fucking dog shit. But just because of the, I don't know, the characters and the yeah. setting and all the things just resonated with me personally. Absolutely. So I think that's just all it is. Like, nice. Xena's my that thing and this is for you and yeah, like man. and that's the that's literally just the difference most definitely when you think of xena you don't think of the farting aliens of xena yeah when i think of doctor who i don't think of the slavine yeah exactly i'm looking forward to next week because uh, i can't remember how this episode wraps up it will be oh, interesting sorry. to see how it ends oh shit oh no oh no i've used the word interesting without any kind of negative or positive leaning. So I've just said it'll be interesting. I am not going to explain why I've just said, oh shit, oh no, or what I've just remembered until after next week. Okay. Okay, thanks, Joe. You're very welcome. Yeah. All right, bye, everyone. Ciao. Follow us at CommenceWhoing on Twitter or send an email to commencedoctorwhoing at gmail.com to get in touch. Neither of those include a hyphen. See you next week.